Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, I've said this earlier on and I'm kind of, I'm not surprised by it, but according to a survey, at any one time, a third of workers are strongly considering a career change. Is this you? Well, the new year is always a time when we generally take stock of, you know, where we are in our lives and our jobs. So if 2024 is the year you might want to jump into new work, then you'll want to give this conversation your attention. So joining me now to give some advice in this department is career psychologist and author Sinead Brady. Thanks for coming in again. You're so welcome, Jen. Oh, Pleasure as always. lovely to see you. Um, okay, so from your experience, what are the common reasons people go for a change in direction work-wise? So... One of the big things is so many people have chose something when mm. they were 17 mm. or 18. And at that point, you're actually still pretty much a child. A child. Yeah. yeah. You Let's really haven't yeah. had the experience of the world mm-hmm. or, you know, you don't even know yourself. So you choose something at that age and then you kind of grow into yourself and grow into what you like and what you don't like and, and so on and so forth. And then you realise this is actually not for me. Or there are options out here about out that I knew nothing about. So for example, I come from rural Ireland, um, small community. And when I came to Dublin, um, you realise there was this whole other world out there um, around graduate programmes and all these different things that you knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. So depending on your access to information, your access to... So we change because we change as people. The yeah. seasons of our life change. We grow into knowing what we like, what we dislike. Um, so I always say to people, you know, if you happen to be in the same job or the same career or the same industry from your 17 until you retire, um, you've either just chosen something and stuck with it or you've been one of the lucky ones that actually found something that you really enjoy by pure chance. Um, and in any case, we're not taught how to manage these things when we're in school, Jen. We're not. We're just not. No. So we don't have, it's like leaving maths to chance. We just leave careers to chance and we're like, someday you'll figure it out and you'll be fine. The reality is that we don't figure it out. And for many of us, we don't feel fine because a career is such a big part of our identity. Mm -hmm. And you want your career and your personal identity to align. Yeah. So that you can enjoy going to work. For most of us, yes, there's a financial security element to going to work and to your career. But outside of that, we are the first group of people in the workplace who no longer, um, who now want and feel entitled to, rightly so, to get enjoyment from that thing that we do for 40 or more hours per week. And we want to do it with people that we feel connected to. We have the same kind of morals as them. We have the same values as them. And we've got connection with them. Yeah. It's a daunting and can be frightening prospect for many people. So what are the main things they need to just consider if they're like toying with the idea? What do they need to take into consideration? Mm. Finance, I would say, be number one. Finance is huge. Mm. And there is nothing more stressful than not being able to meet your basic financial needs on a monthly basis. So it's not a really um, enjoyable experience, but it's sitting down with an Excel spreadsheet and figuring out exactly what your monthly outgoings are, what ones of those are kind of luxuries, what ones are nice and what ones are absolutely essential. So your rent, your food, and you have to be, like you have to put some contingency into that as well. So that's really important just from a general, I need to live life perspective. Then from a career perspective, you need to figure out if it's the job that you want to change or if it's your career. So which is it? Or is it, you know, so are you in 
a industry or a role or an environment that maybe isn't something that you enjoy. Mm. And you're kind of going, I need to change career. But actually, it's you like the function of what you do. You just don't like where you do it. So maybe you're looking at a job change as opposed to a career change. But if you're in the role and you're sitting there and you're going, I don't like what I do I don't like the function of my role now I want to change then that's a totally different ball game so you're really thinking okay so what skills do I have now and um, what skills have I learned through this job what are the human skills I have so have I got negotiation skills sales skills you know all of those different mm-hmm. things and then what are the technical skills that I need to do this new role um, but don't jump fast and don't do it. We were talking off air about the time. Correct. I'd say your your phone's probably hopping this this particular month because it's like yeah. new year, new me, new career, and all that kind of stuff. But this isn't a great time to make those decisions, is it? No, absolutely not. So I would say to anybody at this point that are thinking about it, calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Definitely do the prep work. Definitely get yourself and put time aside because time is, you know, finance is is, is something that's really important, but also time. So during this season of your life, do you have the time to invest in this? And how much time do you have to invest? So, you know, at the moment, you're busy with the TV show and here and you've all these different things going on. If you were thinking about something different, you'd have to say, well, actually, I need 45 minutes every single week at this time in order to be able to consider and to focus and to think. Um, you've got kids, they're trying to go back to school, they don't want to go to school. Mm-hmm. There's all these different things going on. So each person has to think about the season of life that they're in. Are you parenting? Are you caring for maybe elder people or somebody else in your life that you love? Perhaps you're maybe protecting your own mental health. You might be going through menopause. There's all these different things that are going on. So how much time do you have to invest in this? And once you know the time that you have to invest, begin the prep work. And if you need to upskill or reskill, September actually is the time that most of those courses will begin if you are thinking about upskilling or reskilling. But in the meantime, invest and some micro learning. Okay. So micro learning is a small credential, a really small piece of learning that can help you in a risk-free way understand, well, what would learning be like again for me? What would it be like to actually learn the technical skills to do this job? And as you're doing that, you're exposing your pe- yourself to people who perhaps already do the job. So begin to kind of think about a plan and learn the story of your career so, so far. So really think about what have I done so far from my first paid job the whole way through to where I am now? What skills have I learned? What qualifications have I picked up? And are there any dots between those skills? Like, are there any connections? It's like, oh yeah, actually, I've always been really interested in people and communication. And now when I look at the role that I'm currently doing, that's taken me away from people. And I'm doing something that's very desk focused, that's very, you know, so I'm not getting to engage with people or actually I've got too many people in my life at the minute and I need to take a step back and do something different. So what you're really doing is beginning to understand you. You're reflecting on yourself. And as we said, you're not taught this in school. And that's through no fault of Mm. the teachers because they're fabulous. It's the system. So what you're saying is don't make any rash decisions. Please don't make rash decisions. Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. Don't run out the door waving the P45 at the end of this conversation. Yeah, I know you might feel like that, but don't do that. But it is nice. The the micro learning you said is interesting. Are there any clear signs though? That say you really do need to change your job. What are the clear signs? Bullying, I would say, would be... 100. Or harassment or you're going through a terrible time. Absolutely. Mm. And that goes without saying, you know, there's nothing that can kind of, there's no job worth that. And no. The one thing I would say to anybody who's in that situation, trust your gut. 
if you are feeling that you've been bullied or harassed in work and you're kind of going, is it just me? And you're temperature checking all the time. The chances are that if this is what your gut is telling you, go with it and begin to make plans, get an exit strategy in place for yourself. The other clear signs are if you look up and look around you in an organisation and the people that you see around you, you don't admire their type of leadership style, for example, or you don't admire the type of lifestyle they're having to live in order to be in that role. That's the future that's ahead of you because organisations tend not to shift and change very quickly. So look up and look around and ask yourself, is that the future I want for myself? And then take a step back. And in this moment, how are you sleeping? So if your sleep has been disturbed for more than three weeks, that's a telltale sign that something is not right. It may not be work, it may be something else. But if it's work, listen to that. Are you eating? Do you have time to eat? Do you get the chance to have your lunch? Or is there an expectation that you work through lunch? Do the demands of the job outstrip the resources that you have and the people on your team have to do the job? So what does that mean? Is everything urgent? Does everything have very short deadlines? Is communication clear around what it is that you're expected to do and the timelines and the roles that everybody has? So if you're looking at all of those different things and there's kind of like you're going tick, 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 mm-hmm. they're really clear warning signs. Okay. Um, the idea of changing career, it's its not a realistic option. Uh, we talked about finance earlier on uh, for many people. Are there ways of freshening their current job and becoming excited again about their role? And how do we do that? Maybe we should focus on that before thinking of a, an exit strategy. So how do we do that if people are thinking of it? So from within the world of um, work and organisational psychology, there is this concept called job crafting. And job crafting is with intention. You make changes to what is within your control within your job. So it might be that you decide um, I am going to do that piece of micro learning that's available through the organisation. It's free, it's risk free and it gives me the opportunity to kind of and then when you do the learning you find ways to integrate that into the job that you are currently doing. It might be that you decide that you are going to really build um, a support network within work for yourself. And perhaps you're interested, you know, depending on what stage you are in your career, you might be really interested in mentoring or helping other people. So is that something that you could build into your current role that would help you to feel more engaged in what you are doing? The other thing I would say is your job doesn't always have to be a source of happiness. You know, um, it might serve a financial need. Mm -hmm. So it might actually put bread on the table. And I was just talking to my dad about this this morning um, as I was in the way up the road. And he said, like, when I was thinking about it, I just got a job and I did it. And I could have done pretty much anything. um, But I needed to put bread on the table. And there's still an element of that, you know. Yes, we deserve to be treated with respect and all of those different things in our work and in our careers. But sometimes your source of joy is the financial position that you're in and the things that you can do outside of work. I'm glad you said that because not everyone has the luxury of bounding through the door and going, let's have a great time today. Um, You know, we do in this Mickey Mouse industry, of course, but in, you know, in nine to fives and people who work in the office and that's very important to say that it doesn't always have to be your major source of joy. Um, Maybe, you know, look at it for what it is and find your joy elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and there may be seasons of your life when that's more pertinent. So for sure. example, you know, if you find that you have the energy 
to spend with and enjoy the time that you have to spend with people who make you smile and your job provides you with the finances to do that, that's actually okay. And sometimes comparing yourself to somebody else who is bounding through the door um, makes you feel bad about yourself. Comparison is a thief of joy. Mm. So really just, you know, ask yourself, what's my definition of success during this season of my life? And maybe it is finance. And if that's the case, that's fine. And you get your joy by being around people who make you smile outside of work or volunteering or there's something else that gives you this kind of purpose and connection, that's absolutely fine. Okay, so let's say, apart from all that, but all very good advice, let's say someone has actually decided to go for a career change. What tips would you give them on how to prepare for it? Yeah, so learn to tell the story of your career. That's really important. And we spoke about that Mm -hmm. a few minutes ago because if you understand the data of your past, that helps you to make better informed decisions for the future. That's the first thing. The second thing is that you do really need to set aside time. There is going to be no like evangelical dawning or eureka moment about what you should do. You have to sit down and decide what are the skills that I want to build? What's my skill set? And then what skill subsets do I have? What are the things that I really enjoy doing? And then how can I apply them in the workplace? Um, and then like, there's 12,000 different career families. That's not to mention the jobs that mm-hmm. you can do within those career families. So there's no way of deciding on the one. But what I would say to you is be very rational. Understand what you've done before. Understand what it is about that that you like, dislike, where you might like to apply those skills. Risk-free learning is really important. So Springboard offers um, courses that are either free to access or very, very small amounts of money to pay to do them. Um, You can go on to, like YouTube has massive learning opportunities on it. Um, So begin to risk-free learn. Talk to people. Get out and talk to people who are doing the job that you would like to do. Um, And, you know, if everybody's... Do the work. Try the work. Do uh, no, do the work oh, sorry. in getting there. Do you know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It, it sounds like there's a yeah. lot to be done before you make that. Yeah, and jump. it can take eighteen months to two years to, or, and that's not a very popular thing to say to people who just want change by February. Um, and <laughs> I get that, and I understand it, and I understand it professionally and personally. But the reality is that if you want this to be the next best choice for you in your career in this season of your life, you must do the groundwork. And I would also say, please be so careful of very expensive assessment tests that tell you that this is who you are and what you should do. Okay. Please be really careful of that because they... There is no one assessment, and I've trained in many of them, um, there's no one assessment that can tell anybody what they should be or do for the rest of their lives or any part of it. So you need the self-reflection. They can be really useful as part of an overall process, but they should not be the thing that you pace all your money on. Somebody just texted in saying, Hi Jen, I left my job late last year and it wasn't the nicest of endings. I struggled badly with emotions and self-worth having left, but now realise a lot of it was the toxic environment that surrounded me. This is a breath of fresh air conversation. I've taken time to realise it's a career change I need to suit my family life and do something I enjoy. Now in the search for a bright beginning, I've taken the time 
Um, I need to start educating myself for the career change I want. Some things are out of our hands, but I've realised work is something I realised I can control. Onwards and upwards. Here's to 2024, a year for learning more about myself. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Um, Jen, my mother told me to live my life from five to nine, not nine to five. I was given out about my job in the bank. That's from Rona. <laughs> That's good advice. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a funny one, but I think you've given a lot of people some great advice. And the biggest one is just relax, you know, yeah. especially this month. Just chill out, take stock. Self-reflection is key. And asking Absolutely. yourself those questions, right? Absolutely. And be rational. As yeah. opposed to <laughs> as opposed to rationalizing. Yeah. So very often we make a decision and we're like, this is the decision. This is the best decision I will ever make. And then we spend the next 20 years rationalizing that split minute decision. Whereas if we're rational, collect all the information, collect the data, slow the pace down, make sure that the change is sustainable for you during this season of your life. And, and then realise, okay, so how can I rationally take this step so that it's right for me and my family or whoever is within your support circle now? That makes sense. So be rational rather than trying to rationalise all the time. Great advice. I mean... That I, you, you've sorted a lot of people out. Texts are coming in on five one five five two. I'll get to them in a second. But Sinead, thank you so much for that. Some super advice uh, to consider there. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We have to get you back again, definitely in September when people when you've Love told it. people to make those yes. decisions. <laughs> but definitely before that. And that was career psychologist and author Sinead Brady. And if people want to check you out on Instagram, where can they go? Yeah, they can find me on the career psychologist, the career psychologist, the career psychologist. And on the seventh of February, go on. I have uh, free to access Masterclass Ooh. for anybody that wants to come on and to do it um, and the details of that will be on my Instagram as well uh, 90 minutes and it'll kind of just put a framework around some of this amazing stuff Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare always a beat ahead visit leiahealthcare.ie Leia Healthcare looking after you always